0: You're listening to the r 10 Reno Podcast with KWNK LP 97.7 FM in Reno, Nevada. On this episode, as part of our political series on local races, we interview Kendra Birchie, running for Reno Justice Court Department 2. Before the primary, we interviewed both of her opponents, but didn't get to hear from her. In an emotional interview, she mentions the tragedy in her life, which eventually sent her onward, more determined than ever to do good to help those feeling hopeless i'm nico Columbus, the coordinator of our town reno which includes this podcast we recorded this episode along the beautiful truckee river first a word from our sponsor and then back to this week's episode with kendra birchie running for reno justice court department 2
1: welcome hello we are the reynolds media lab media lab Podcasts. client services Special projects. Documentaries. We are a production center at At the the Reynolds Reynolds School School of of
0: Journalism. Journalism. The Reynolds Media Lab.
1: Media Lab. Media Lab.
0: This is the Our Town Reno podcast, and I'm your host today, Nico Columbant, and we are here today with Kendra Birchie.
1: Good morning. How are you today, Nico?
0: Pretty good. So we're interviewing you because you're running for Reno Justice of the Court, Department 2. You won the primary. How are you looking for November?
1: I'm really excited to looking forward to November. I had a great experience campaigning, meeting our citizens, and am hopeful that I'll be successful in the November election and will be your next Justice of the Peace.
0: Great. And we actually interviewed uh, your two other opponents Uh, I know in these kinds of races, it's not like political races where where people uh, talk about each other that much, but what makes you unique as a candidate? Uh, A lot of voters don't even know who the candidates are, so how do you present yourself?
1: Thanks, Nico. And that's one of the reasons I'm so grateful for this opportunity um, to speak with you and hopefully to have more of your listeners be aware of who I am, because it is hard to learn about our judicial candidates. And justice to the peace is a very important position. And I hope that more listeners will then become more aware of who they're voting for. Um, I am currently a criminal public defense attorney. I work at the Washoe County Public Defender's Office, but I actually started my legal career by representing victims of crime, children in foster care cases. So I have that unique background of having worked both with victims of crime and those accused of them. I've worked on both sides of civil issues for plaintiff's firms, defense firms, and I've worked on both sides of eviction issues. I've worked for legal aid, who are often those who assist with tenant rights, and I've worked for real estate. So I have a very balanced perspective that I can bring to that bench, having worked in criminal law, civil law, family law. Those are all unique perspectives, which is something that you need for a justice of the peace. A lot of people don't know what a justice of the peace does. In Reno Justice Court, we handle everything from traffic cases, small claims court, evictions court, a lower level amounts of um, civil cases, and every single criminal case actually starts in Reno Justice Court.
0: Very interesting. And uh, in the, the first round, it seemed that uh, your opponent uh, in the second round got some of the backing uh, of sort of establishment uh, law enforcement figures in the community. Uh, would you like to address that or you know, speak to that?
1: I'm grateful for having law enforcement support as well. I think that with my background of having worked with victims of crime as well as those accused, I have a broad range of support as well from different organizations, organizations, uh, Basically, due to my role of having protecting our community, protecting the rights of our community. So, I do have some law enforcement support as well. Um, But more importantly, I have support from members all over this community. I've been involved in this community. I currently serve on several nonprofit boards. I've led nonprofit boards. I've worked as a teacher, as an instructor at the University of Nevada, Reno. And so I think that my broad range of support really goes to show that what I want to do is serve this community. And that is my goal. Um, with becoming a justice of the peace is to make sure that what we are doing is actually benefiting society, benefiting our citizens, protecting and enhancing community safety. And so I vow to work and continue to work with all stakeholders. It's what I've done in my current position. I've served on the Human Trafficking Task Force. I've served on the ACAJ. So a lot of organizations where the goals are really to make sure that we improve our community.
0: Very good. And uh, also, since you're running for Reno Justice of the Court Department, too, we asked the other candidates, we'd like to ask you in your own words, how would you uh, define, describe this court? And if you were elected, your role.
1: Justice Court has been defined as the people's court. It is really the best opportunity for our in actuality. It's sometimes the first opportunity that somebody comes into contact with the justice system, whether it's in a positive or negative manner. And so that's why it's so important to know with who you are electing for justice of the peace, because this is the court where it's most likely that you or your loved one, your child, your family, your neighbor, they may have contact with the justice of the peace. They may come to court for a traffic ticket. They may come to court because of an eviction matter. Or whatever the reason is, it's important to make sure that the outcomes are that they felt like they had access to justice, that their voice was heard. And that's what I want to do. I want to make sure that everyone has equal access to justice in my courtroom, that they leave feeling like they were heard, they were valued, they were treated with dignity and respect which is what all citizens deserve, regardless of the reason that they are in court. Justice court matters as well because it is often the first time that if someone's in the criminal justice system, that they have access to resources. It's the first time, unfortunately, where our community members are able to receive counseling, are able to have access to mental health treatment, to substance abuse treatment, or to have social services come in and aid Or to, unfortunately, sometimes that's the first time someone feels comfortable accessing veterans' resources. So knowing what our community offers and knowing how to interact with those organizations is extremely important.
0: So we would like to find out a little bit more about you. So uh, being a a judge, you know, is a a very esteemed position, an elected judge. Uh, So when did this uh, start materializing for you that this was something you would like to attain in your life?
1: I think anyone who has been in a who is an attorney can say that it's becoming a judicial officer is something that you do think about of you know how is it that you want to see your legal career going forward I've had the privilege of working for amazing judges who really instilled in me the value and the profound impact that a judge can have so it started really from my clerkships as well as then when I was working as a public defender, um, I had a case with a veteran. I wrote about this in an op-ed um, of just the impact that that judge had on his case. We were able to take the issue to the Nevada Supreme Court. We won. We expanded access to veteran specialty courts for all veterans. But the way that the judge handled his case in particular really made me value that role and want to to have that impact, to want to make sure that we are providing our community members with what they need to be successful. And sometimes that is giving them the accountability but having the approach necessary to instill that want and that desire to be successful. For my client, that's why he was successful. He ran a completely perfect program and now has reunified with his family, has stable employment, has a stable job, um, has stable housing, all things that he didn't have before coming in contact with that judge.
0: And yes, you write about this case uh, on your website as well. So what was the name of the case? What year was it? where?
1: So the case where we took it to the Nevada Supreme Court is uh, the case is uh, Hearn versus State. Uh, so that was, I believe in 2018 um, is when we argued it in front of the Supreme Court. And
0: it seems uh, Reno is in that uh, mode to have more and more specialty courts to to break it down at the local level. How do you see that that evolution in Reno and in other cities across the country?
1: Well, I'll start first with um, the. The case that I had before the Nevada Supreme Court, um, we were lucky enough where we had an Assemblyman, Assemblyman Yeager, who then took that case and expanded it in the legislature. So I was part of expanding access to all specialty courts. So what we did is um, we looked at best models, best practices to figure out how can we really just have more community members who are able to access these specialty courts. It's still the judge who makes the determination who gets in those specialty courts, and it's up to the individual to see with how they do and how successful they are. But studies across the nation have shown that specialty courts are really just another sentencing option. So they provide another option instead of just probation or just prison or jail, of having more accountability for that individual. And studies have shown across the nation that even if you're not perfect in the program, People are more likely to be successful. They have less like they're less likely to come back into contact with the criminal justice system. So what that means is that these are a cost saving program that enhances community safety. Reno has. I think, really excelled in looking for best practices and models across the nation with what we can implement in our courts. Not every court has, for example, a veterans court. Uh, Reno Justice Court doesn't have their own specific program, but we work with the other courts. Um, For example, um, Reno Municipal Court has the court that's run by Judge O'Neill. And then the second judicial district court has their veteran specialty court. And we can partner together to have our clients go and utilize those services, which is, I think, very unique. Um, We're really working to make sure that what we have works and continue to look at our programs to enhance them.
0: And also in your own background, you have a a long history as a court-appointed special advocate and also advocating uh, for for that, uh, advocating for foster kids. So can you explain uh, how that translates uh, into uh, you being a candidate, your values, your views?
1: I actually went to law school to be a prosecutor, which is something that a lot of people don't know about me. Because of my work with CASA, Court Appointed Special Advocates, um, I was able to be a volunteer where I represented children in their time of need. I represented the best interests of children in foster care to make sure that they had stable, permanent homes. What. That has meant is that transitioned into me working for Wash Legal Services, where I represented kids in foster care as well as their attorney this time, and so I've had the privilege of working with victims who, unfortunately, have seen very traumatic experiences. So I have that trauma-influenced background that allows me to be able to recognize what is going on with individuals in my courtroom, which I think is a very unique position where. My approach, I think, will be shaped by the fact that I've represented both victims of crime and those accused, where I'm able to really ensure that everyone has a fair shake in my courtroom, that my judicial opinions will be fair and balanced, where I'll be able to look at the law and apply the law to the facts before me.
0: And Where did that come from in you because there's so many choices in life, so where did that come from in you to to help those, to want to help those kids?
1: When I was in college, my brother was diagnosed with cancer and I think that's a very strong driving factor and influence in my life and has led to a lot of the decisions. Unfortunately, he did not survive um, his fight with cancer and I think part of that and that feeling of hopelessness that I had when we were trying to get him into treatment and trying to find something that worked for him really helped shape who I became of I never want anyone to feel like they are hopeless like what I felt and what my family felt.
0: Sorry for your loss. Thank you for sharing that so we can think about you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: This is the Art Town Reno podcast. I'm your host, Nico Colombens, and we'll be right back after this word from other podcasts in Reno. to keep up on what's happening in the local art community double scoop always has the scoop on that want to know which exhibitions parties and other art events are happening this weekend follow us on instagram at double scoop nevada and listen to KWNK 97.7 fm for our short scoop art events roundup if you're an artist and you're looking for places to show your work we have lots of opportunities listed right now to find them, visit doublescoop.art slash events and filter for Call for Artists. If you'd like to follow all of our art news and meet local artists, you can sign up for our email lists at doublescoop.art. Do you like podcasts? Well, we have a podcast from you. This is Sean from Up in the Mix. This is De La Foto. Do you like to get into a uh, random wormholes of conversation? Do you like to learn about the culture from sneakers to hip-hop music to basketball? Then we have a podcast just for you.
1: We have one called Up in the Mix.
0: It is available on all streaming platforms from Spotify to Apple. Check us out, upinthemix.live, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook.
1: Salud!
0: And we're back. I'm your host, Nico Columbant, and I've been saying uh, the race wrong. So what is the race?
1: I am running for Justice of the Peace for Reno Justice Court Department, too.
0: Sorry, I got the, the name not exactly right. Uh, a lot of us are uh, not very well informed about these elections, uh, even if we try to be. Uh, so what's your campaign strategy going into November?
1: I guess the basics for my campaign strategy is to continue to meet with voters, to continue to spread awareness of what justice court does, of who I am as an attorney, as a person, and to hopefully ensure the community that if you vote for me, that you are voting in a justice of peace that you can be assured will represent you in terms of that I will make sure that everyone who comes into contact with the justice court in my court is treated fairly.
0: And some people are obviously very familiar with you and your opponent because, you know, you're both active in the community, but for other people, you know, it is trickier. It's also a nonpartisan election. So are there rewards and challenges to that kind of election, especially there's not too much media attention for these kinds of races?
1: Absolutely, which is why I think voter contact is extremely important, not only because the voters are the people who get to vote, um, they are the ones who get to make sure that we are held accountable, but also they're the ones who are going to appear in front of our court, so they need to be assured that we, who they are electing, is the best candidate for that position, and I believe that I am.
0: Great. And now, as we uh, wrap up the episode, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Reno in general. Uh, You're still a runner,
1: correct? I am. Okay.
0: And so you do see different parts of Reno when you, when you run around in races or when you're training. Uh, so, so you've been here about 10 years. So how do you view uh, you know, Reno's evolution and how that relates to our local uh, judicial system?
1: I'm really excited for the progress that I've seen in Reno. Uh, not only am I a runner, I'm an avid skier. So that's something that brought me and has kept me in Reno and some of the things that I absolutely love about this community. I love the different organizations that I've worked with. We have so many incredibly smart, talented individuals who all want to make sure that Reno progresses in the best way possible. Uh, Some of us may disagree with what they think is best, but I do think that uh, the community members that I have met all have great intentions with trying to move forward towards progress. It's been exciting to meet the the voters and to hear about their concerns and what they want from a justice of the peace. One of the things that luckily a lot of our community members have are realizing is unfortunately Nevada consistently ranks lowest, ranks number 51st in the states in terms of our access to mental health treatment, as well as the number of providers. And that's something that Reno Justice Court can help assist with, is to help access with resources and to make sure that we are addressing our mental health needs through specialty courts, mental health courts, through sentencing options, and just making sure that that is something that is looked at, because it needs to change.
0: And some departments are kind of the same, some are different. Would you get to shape Department 2 in a certain direction?
1: The way that Reno Justice Court works is that the judges all work together to determine what is on their docket, is what it's called, with what they're looking at. So that is something that when I am elected into this position, we would be working towards to ensure that Reno Justice Court is run in the best way possible.
0: Great. And uh, also, uh, something some people don't know is that Art Town Reno actually started uh, with a film about uh, the Eddie House with Lynette Eddie and one of the volunteers who helped set up the Eddie House. And I've seen uh, on your website that you've all also worked with Eddie House among many other organizations. So tell us, you know, you're still helping uh, kids who are trying to find their way who have been really dealt difficult hands. So tell us about uh, that that kind of work that you're still doing.
1: One of my favorite community service opportunities that I have as an attorney is to spread awareness, is to assist in education. I've had the privilege of going to different um, organizations and to really just teach basics on criminal law, criminal issues, legal procedure, how to appear in court, and it's honestly been one of the most rewarding experiences of meeting sometimes with at-risk youth or just um, students in our community and listening to their questions and it helps me get a better understanding of what people think about with lawyers with the judicial system and what we need to do to make sure that everyone has a better understanding because that's how justice is served best is if people understand their rights and that they're better protected when they understand their rights.
0: And on the spot, do you have a quick tip if any of us, uh, you know, gets in trouble for whatever reason? uh, What's a quick tip when you appear in court?
1: Well, first, don't do it. (laughs) Um, But when you appear in court, just be respectful. I mean, when you have any interaction with law enforcement or with other community members, if you aren't respectful, it's going to impact your case and so making sure that yes if you understand your rights you're going to be better suited in court and it's going to be an easier case in your favor but if you weren't respectful from the get-go you're going to have a harder time in court and just to make sure to know which court to go to that's one of the biggest problems I see with my clients as well is we have so many different courts it's sometimes hard for them to figure out what court to look for so if if you do get a ticket it's on the ticket so make sure that you read that
0: and it's finally changing but it's true that for uh, many decades like other professions uh, the legal industry was very male dominated Uh, you're also with the northern nevada women lawyers association Uh, you have a leadership position there Uh, so does that play a role is that still important in today's society
1: It is still important in our society to make sure that we have organizations like the Northern Nevada Women Lawyers Association that work towards making sure that women are at the same playing field with men in all professions, including the law. What we are seeing is, I believe it was a study done by the State Bar of Nevada in 2020, where at the law school's. Females are still represented by about 50 to 51%. But in Washoe County, only 35% of the attorneys are female. So there's something going on there. And so we do still need to make sure that we are helping to mentor um, females in our legal profession to help guide them towards different opportunities, like running for judge, where we want to have our judicial officers who represent our community in all ways. I've had the privilege of serving as president of NNWLA. And as when I was president um, during 2020, so during COVID, one of the things that we set up was a scholarship at the University of Nevada, Reno, to help those students pay for uh, things like the LSAT prep course, to help break down the barriers of entering into the legal profession, and to help ensure that we have more community members who can access our going of just going to law school when they may not been able to do that beforehand
0: and you work in the legal realm and currently in the U.S. and locally there's a part of the population that's very angry about elections for whatever reasons what do you have to to say to them or to the election process here locally
1: what I want to say is just I hope that you continue to exercise your right to vote of your right to vote is one of your most important rights that every citizen has. We've worked very hard to try to get out information about our campaign, um, and so I hope that you take a look at our website. Uh, My website is www.KendraForJustice.com. So KendraForJustice.com, where you can learn more about me. And so that hopefully you can feel better assured of that when you go to the ballots in November with whatever way you see fit, by mail-in voting, by voting in person, that you know that you are voting for the best candidate possible.
0: And on that promotional note, any final words for this podcast?
1: I just again want to thank you so much for your time and thanks everyone who's continued to listen to this. I'm really excited to be running for Reno justice of the peace and hope that you will vote for me because I am the best candidate because I have the qualifications and background needed to be a fair and impartial judge that you want to see on the bench. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much.
0: for listening to this Rtown Reno podcast episode. Here we have stories about gentrification, life on the streets, the affordable housing crisis. Find us on Facebook at RtownReno, Reno, at ourtownreno.com, and on Instagram at Biggest Little Streets. Check back in for next week's episode or delve into our archives. And remember, help each other out.